consider this the second of our podcast series where members of the SMB Commercial Disputes team will cover some key topics that we hope will be helpful to our listeners. Today, we're talking about arbitration, what it is and when it should be used. I'm Catherine Penny, a partner in the Commercial Disputes team. And I'm Lorna Sleeve, a senior associate in the Commercial Disputes team. In our last podcast, we talked about what I'd do if an MD of a business called me up and said they wanted to take a supplier to court. They wanted to sue them, commence a claim against them, start litigation. And today we're talking about arbitration. Arbitration is an alternative to litigation. Litigation is a public process, largely paid for by the state. Arbitration is a private process behind closed doors and where the parties pay for the arbitrators to make a decision about their dispute. It's increasingly becoming a very popular way of resolving business disputes, but there can often be some confusion with what it is and when it should be used. So Lorna, um, to kick things off, could you give us a summary of what arbitration is? Yes, in short, arbitration is a consensual dispute resolution process, and that means the parties must formally agree to use it. Usually, this is done in a contract, but it can be done after a dispute has arisen as well. A well-drafted arbitration clause in a contract should set out the framework for that arbitration process. And for example, what arbitral institution is to govern the process, where an arbitration is to be seated, where hearings are to take place, if that is different, and how many arbitrators are to form the tribunal. There's quite a lot to digest there. Can we break that down a little bit? So first off, can we cover what you mean by arbitral institutions? Sure. An arbitration clause in a contract may, but not always, refer to the arbitration being administered by a certain institution, such as the LCIA or the ICC, but there are many around the world. And they are formal bodies who have their own rules governing what the arbitration process should look like, and they perform an administrative function supporting and supervising the proper conduct of the proceedings. And in practical terms, they are a point of contact for procedural queries, they administer the financial arrangements for the arbitration and assist with preparing the final judgment or as it is known in arbitration the award and i think there are also some super specific um, arbitral institutions so lots of people might have heard of the court of arbitration for sports for example which deals with sport disputes but there are also um, particular shipping uh, sector um, institutions and commodity institutions, I think, to name a few. What happens, Lorna, if you don't have an institution? Ah, you mean an ad hoc arbitration. That can be a bit trickier, as there's no agreed framework in place for the arbitration, and generally it's it's best avoided. So um, moving on to the next thing you mentioned, you talked about the seat of an arbitration. What, what are you talking about there? Yes, so an arbitration should have a procedural base, or as it's known, a seat. This means that the parties agree to place the arbitration within the framework of a country's national laws. So if you have an arbitration seated in Hong Kong, if there are any challenges to the procedural aspects of that arbitration, for example, a challenge to the arbitrator's impartiality or any appeal to a final award, the parties are agreeing that those challenges are to be brought in the courts of Hong Kong. So if you want arbitration, you are best advised to choose a seat where the laws are supportive of arbitration, rather than somewhere you'd like to go perhaps on holiday. <laughs> but, but the fact that the seat is in one location, does that necessarily mean that the hearings have to take place there too? Or what's the situation on that? 
No, not at all. They often do, but ultimately the parties are free to decide if the seat and venue for the hearings are to be different. So you also, moving on to the next thing, you mentioned the appointment of the arbitrators, and this is a key difference to court litigation, as I mentioned earlier. In litigation, you're stuck with the judge appointed to your case, whereas in arbitration, the parties often have a say in who they would like to make up their, their tribunal. That's absolutely right. An arbitration choice is, is very important and shouldn't be taken lightly. We've seen parties regret the arbitrator they've chosen, so we'd be best advised to take it seriously. Definitely, and talk to your lawyers about it who might have had a, a bit of experience of appointing arbitrators previously. Indeed, and what makes arbitration a particularly popular form forum for dis resolving disputes is that typically the process, including all documents and hearings, is entirely confidential. And when you compare this to court litigation, where in, in most cases, hearings and documents filed with the court are accessible by the public, this is an important factor if the dispute is going to discuss particularly confidential or sensitive business information. I totally agree. I totally agree. And for me, um, a key aspect for arbitration is enforcement of the tribunal's award, and not just for me, for practitioners around the world. Um, we mentioned enforcement in our last podcast, and we'll talk about it, about it more in the future, but in brief terms, if you win your case, but your opponent doesn't pay up, you have to take steps to force them to pay up, and we call that enforcement. And it usually means going back to court to get an order to access their assets. And if their assets are overseas, it is very generally speaking simpler to enforce an arbitral award than a court judgment, particularly after Brexit. But this is a, a, quick, a quick developing area of law. So I think, Lorna, it might sound as though we're really plugging arbitration here. So we better um, mention some of the perceived disadvantages to arbitration as well. Can you run through those? Yes, and, and there are some. Um, for instance, some complain that arbitration can be more expensive than litigation. And whereas in litigation, the court time and the judge and all facilities come out of the public purse, in arbitration, they're paid for by the parties. However, the cost can often be offset by the fact that an arbitration process can be more streamlined than litigation. So in my view, in many cases, the cost often comes out at about the same. I, I'd agree with that as well. And I think it's also worth adding on the cost point that there's nothing to stop the parties trying to resolve their disputes before or during the arbitration, just as it is with, with litigation. You can have your two-track process and you don't have to go all the way to the final hearing if a deal can be done soon. Yes, yes, that's true. I mean, a further perceived negative of arbitration is that many national laws have limited grounds upon which to appeal in an arbitration war although it's fair to say that may also be perceived as an advantage depending on your point of view. But for example, for an arbitration with a seat in England, the 1996 Arbitration Act may only allow an appeal if there's been some serious irregularity in the process, perhaps due to the tribunal not acting independently, or perhaps, for example, if the award has failed to consider a key issue in dispute. So it is much more limited. So, so to wrap things up, there are many advantages to parties considering the inclusion of an arbitration clause in their commercial contract. And we have previously assisted clients in the drafting of such clauses, as well as guiding clients through the arbitration process if they ultimately have been unable to resolve their disputes. But if anyone listening to this podcast would like more information on the arbitration process, please do get in touch and we would be happy to assist. 
Absolutely. And we're very happy, although we're disputes lawyers, we're very happy to get involved earlier on in a transaction to, to provide a, a bit of guidance on a, an arbitration agreement to avoid uh, potential litigation or arbitration on that down the line. So I hope that's been a useful overview for um, any of our listeners out there. And in our next podcast, we'll be looking into alternative dispute resolution, whatever that means. So do keep an eye out for that. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.